All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, May 12th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout, and watch $10 fly off your screen as the best-tasting protein bar on the market will soon be headed to your house. I am your host, Detroit Sports Editor Noel Bianchi, here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Hi, guys. And today is part two of our three-part interview with Darren McCarty. He talks about the impact that Ken Holland had on the Red Wings, not only as a GM, but as a person, as well as a mentor that a lot of young guys could look up to during those years where they were trying to find their way. And then he goes in on the differences between Mike Babcock and Scotty Bowman, which I found to be uh, particularly interesting in this episode. You know, back when Babcock was fired by Toronto, a lot of people excused it by saying, well, Scotty Bowman was the same way. He played mind games, all that other good stuff, but uh, he kind of dispels the similarities between them and kind of gets into what makes Mike Babcock somebody that uh, players call him a terrible person and Scotty Bowman somebody who uh, former players speak of him glowingly. So uh, all very interesting stuff, and we probably shouldn't wait any longer, so let's just get right on to it. Part two, Darren McCarty. The thing about you is that you have all these great moments. Uh, you know, you, you have the, the goal in 97. You have the hat trick against Colorado in game one in 2002, that Western Conference final. You have these moments of, like, skill and talent. But I think more so than any other Detroit athlete since the 90s, you have been a heartbeat of the city in a way that I think is, is truly incomparable. And that person always has a spot in the locker room. Right. And, but, and, and I think, you know, a lot of it has to do is I grew up, you know, a wingspan. I grew up knowing the history. I grew up, like, I, I always say, uh, Steve Eisman's the, uh, he's like the Merlin, right? Like he's, he's like the, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, the, the sort of the Christ figure, uh, right, of of the Red Wings. It's sort of like, you know, like after the Old Testament and then Stevie comes sort of along and it, it has to get to the new sort of way of doing things. But that's sort of way. Me, I'm the, uh, I'm the favorite. I'm the favorite stepchild, right, because exactly. I'm across that's the board. That's a good place to right? be. I'm, I'm, I, it is. I'm just, right, it's a great place to be, especially <laughs> remember this because it's a great place to be politically too, because I'm Canadian and man, I can just go home. So it doesn't, you know, I mean, it doesn't, but I mean, I love it here, but it's like, whatever. Um, so we'll figure it out. But, and then, then you go to now and you got Dylan Larkin, who's King Arthur. And the greatest thing about Dylan Larkin is when I met the first time I met him is his knowledge and his care and passion, the history of the wings, you know, being a Waterford kid and whatever, mm. this is what this kid has been, you know, chosen to do. I mean, all through his hard work and stuff, but he's the right, he's the right person because he cares. And if you look at any of those guys that you mentioned, because we're, we're all, you know, sons of Detroit, but we're not hometown kids except for him. But we, all of us adhere to the city because it's part of us. I mean, I am Detroit through and through, even though where I'm born and whatever, but I represent, because that's, you know, and especially the grind line, you know, to be, have our own line name in the grind line, you know, because then we, you know, on. what does that mean? That right. That means that we're, 
the grind line is we're the guys that are going to friggin' be on the line with you and then go down the road and grind it out on, in the hockey game. And then we'll be back for <laughs> GM, wherever else we're just, you know, that's, and I think it's, you know, it's like, again, it goes back to the transparency thing. It goes back to the, the we're just aren't afraid you know, to show we had the different relationship. You know, understand times were different in the nineties. You know, we didn't have the technology of the cell phones. That's why you know some of our names. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I mean, think about it. Honestly. It's like uh the it was before the social media and stuff like that. So we could develop we could have, you know, uh, spots that we go and and you know, people that we met and you know, that doesn't happen as much these days. And then you look at the coronavirus, you know, who who knows how this is going to change the way people interact moving forward. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that, that the, more, the, the more I understand, I guess, in my journey with myself is that you just understand about that. And I try to make the awareness because you guys are the same as I am. There's like the, the the difference is, is that is that you know I was I got to be the one that played it right, but it's also we all lived it together because the blood, sweat, and tears and the the ups and downs, you know. It that's the one thing I tell everybody is um, everybody don't forget like being in last place now and and stinking. It's like this is one type of suck. There's another type of suck when you are good. And you get to places or points, um, you know, to the finals, and then you don't succeed. That's a whole different kind of suck. And we're going to have to probably go through that too, because what have, what have we all learned is the greatest teacher is losing. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest teacher is losing. We don't yeah. lose in 95. If we don't lose in 95, I don't think I have four. So, no, I, I think, think that's. I have uh... two. That's uh, but, that's definitely a very valid point. And I mean, like you guys, the the way that this whole thing lines up, you win in 97, you overcome the avalanche, you get your revenge earlier in that season. And then the, the party, you know, burns out pretty quickly with the, the accident to Vladdy. Uh, and then you come back and you win it again. And then you transform into this evil empire where you have 10 Hall of Famers on the team in 2002. It's just the evolution you know, of, of everything I think is, is fascinating. Well, the, you know, it, it's really, it's really neat to go through that. And, you know, to, to a lot of us, 97, 98 was one big year. And, and for all of us, you know, to win in 98 because of Vladdy and believe. And, and when I say all of us, I mean, all of us, you guys too, the listeners, people, because that's what helped. We all got through it together. And that also, tighten our our relationship even to 20 years later because you know we've gone through that together you know what i'm saying no matter mm-hmm. how old you were either your parents or whatever but everybody was hit by that i mean i you, you watch russian five movie and stuff so then coming out of that and then and then having a few years where we didn't get back and you know even after making the moves and then you know to watch Oh, oh, two, and and you know it's the resilience because we never do things the easy way. When we 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 get rewarded, we have to be resilient, resilient, and you know go down two to Vancouver and win that series. St. Louis series is tough. Then we're able to 
you got to go seven games against Colorado and Dominic Hasek, uh put together in game six and seven of that Western Conference Finals, two of the greatest games by goaltender I've ever seen in back-to-back shutouts. Mm-hmm. And then yep. we lost to we lost to Columbus or Carolina in the first round and or in the in the finals of the first game, and then I had to come back with the triple overtime game. You know, Brett Hall ties it with a tip in that only he can probably hit him or Dino or Homer can do from high in the slot and Igor scores in triple overtime and then we don't look back but you know it wasn't there was it was never easy you can look back to it and sometimes you forget that but you know to me that's just the that's the relevance in life and I think what we're we're going through in life too now so you know it's amazing to be able to do that to 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 be a, you know, somebody says, you know, to be, you know how hard it is to be a homer? To be a homer, right. that means you got to be yep. really, really good and really, really consistent all the time. So mm-hmm. if you call me a homer, I'm proud of that. I know <laughs> our road record was sick too because we were both that. But, you know, Joe Louis Serena, there was something, you know, about that. And so in yeah. 2002, even be, just because we had the Hall of Fame team and we were supposed to win, and the fact to win, that's a that's even twice as tough, you know. Like it just is, and and we didn't do it the easy way, but it just definitely was rewarding. And and you know, like I said, <clears throat> I mean, just to be in the conversation, you know, with the Robitailles and the Brett Halls and the Chellies and the Stevies and the Knicks and the Shannies and Sergeys and Niggies and all those guys, you know, that's that we're the grind line, man. That's but the grind line is we're we're here for you, and then when you can't get it done, one of us will. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Sorry, one second, Darren. Ethan, what are you doing? Getting a workout in. What does it sound like I'm doing? During our interview with Darren McCarty? Yeah, man, I just hit a built bar. I feel fantastic right now. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. It's probably because you had seven times fewer net carbs and seven times fewer sugar than a leading protein bar out there. Look, I needed a snack, and I had no idea how great these built bars are. And I just feel like I got to start pumping some iron. I don't know what to tell you, Nolan. We're going to have to have a conversation about your behavior on this podcast once we're done here. But honestly, I kind of get it. And you, the listeners at home, can be feeling just as good as Ethan is right this very second. Look at him. He's putting up 245 on the old bench press there. And with the right amount of nutrition, you can too. So use our promo code LOCKEDON. Head over to BuiltBar.com and start building your first box today so that you can feel as good as Ethan. That's promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com and start pumping iron during your interviews with Darren McCarty. Anyways, I'm, I'm sorry about that. We're, we're going to get back to the regularly scheduling programming here. Nice form, by the way. We both listened to your uh, podcast with Ozzy. I'm a huge Ozzy fan. I, I'm a goalie myself. Um, I've grown up playing my whole life. It, one of my favorite dudes ever. And so, and he's one, you guys one of about, my favorite human beings. We had no idea he, he was such a prankster. Uh, oh, no my God. Idea. You don't – here, you see – listen, the, the greatest thing – is the development of Chris Osgood moving into the media because now that you see him develop and you see the real him, but you see, like, we, we did the grind line, did the pregame with Keating the other day when they showed the uh, 2 final against Carolina. We did the uh, pregame on their Fox Sports Facebook. And we're laughing because now 
Maltz and I are laughing because now he's got to do Keating's got John Keating's got to deal with Ozzy because Ozzy's well, we watch him and he's always messing with Keats and that's the way Ozzy was, especially <laughs> if he wasn't playing, man. Oh my God, dude. And and the, see, if he wasn't playing, his prime target would uh, would always be sort of drapes. I'm sort of like the guinea, <laughs> you know, he that tries all his stuff on me that he that that to make you know, like he goes out of his way. He's it, dude, the, his greatest. His greatest invention is is in. I remember when I came back in '08 and stuff, in the uh, back room where all the washers and dryers and stuff were. He started these collages, and because he loves to cut faces out and put them in magazine pictures, so you know, like like a some jacked out workout guy with you know Drake's face on it, or like put him on a Chuck Norris, or you know, all these collages that you go back and it's just he's he's. He's the ultimate prankster. It's always him. It doesn't matter. He's got a hand in it, especially if it's really like I told you on my podcast, what he used to do to me, he used to love to get me about once a month. It didn't matter what is he'd sew my car keys into my pants pocket. And, and that, and that was cool when he did it, you know, in, in the spring or fall or, you know, in the playoffs, if he did it because it was nice out. It it sucked when he did it, and it was minus twenty. Oh yeah! And then you hear the door lock, and you went oh. commando that day because the only way you oh, can get him out is you got to take the pants off and rip the pocket out. <laughs> and, it, and, he, and he doesn't. No, you can't put your hand in your pocket because they don't do it with like <sighs> just little thread. They got to use like skate thread, and it's oh, like God. horse tied in there. Oh yeah, I I had rip I ripped like five pants pockets, you know, suit <laughs> pants, and you know. Ozzy, but it, it is what it is. That's it so is cool. what it is, man. Hey, we've been playing Sega Genesis since Adirondack because we came in together in '92. So it we lived up and downstairs with each other and used to play like Sega '93. That's what we, him and I would do back in the day. So we got a lot of history. <laughs> Another guy that you guys brought up who has gotten hate just for how the past couple of years have gone for the Red Wings was Ken Holland. And it was, I don't want to say shocking because it makes complete sense to us that Ken Holland being around for 25 years with this organization speaks volumes to his character, obviously. But it, it was almost like a, like a breath of relief listening to you guys talk about how great of a person he is. Oh, you know, Uncle Kenny? Yep. Uh, uh, did- Uncle Kenny's the uh, he, he and you gotta understand for for like the guys that I talked about so so the the Marty the points and myself and Drapes and Malt and Ozzy and and I mean he was yeah he he was we call him Uncle Kenny because he's not old enough to be our daddy so so we gotta call him <laughs> Uncle Kenny but 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 the one thing is is, is that you know the the greatest thing about all the organized and, and the culture of it is because we all, and it didn't matter what cared about each other as people. I mean, it's shown in all the, the, the highs, but the lows that I've been through and who are the ones that have stood behind me and, you know, uh, been there to help me find my way or, you know, I had just been there to, know that there's nothing that they can do but knew that when I was ready you know that they'd be there and you know sometimes 
you know, to, to, to have that, um, unconditional love and, and to know that no matter what transcends, we, you know, we all have different relationships and that's, but, but again, that comes through, through losing, through winning, but also to, through people. And, and that's what the Red Wing organization to wear that wing wheel. And it's not about being a choir boy, but it's about being and doing the right thing and, and, and having pure intentions. And, uh, you know, when you make a mistake, you, you own up to it. It's about being, you know, a man. And that's where I said before, where that's the precedent set by Mr. and Mrs. Illich. And that's the, through the family, through the organization. And it was not about the name. It's about, it's about the crest on the front. And when you forget that, when it's, when it's, when it doesn't be the Detroit Red Wings captain by Steve Eiserman, right? Or the Detroit Wings head coach, Scotty Bowman, when it turns into Mike Babcock, head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, well, that, you know, it's in the wrong order. What Kenny Holland did is he put this team on the right now. Now, you know, it's the, it shows you to last that long is more to your character of a person. Obviously, the game's changed. Obviously, things have changed. Dude, what do you, what do you think if there'd never be a salary cap? <laughs> right? right? You know, oh, yeah. what do you right. – so, so, there's different things. And, and, I, and I believe – the, the way that the, the timing in the world, it was, a, it was the best time for both, not only Kenny to go to Edmonton, because Edmonton needs Kenny as much as we need Steve. You I'm know? really excited it, to see what he's going to Because it's there. culture. Yeah, yes, so am I. Because, you know, because that's, you know, with the talent that they have, and it, but it's about people. And it's about putting the right people there and, and he knows how to do it. And when you know how to win and you know what the ingredients are, yep. then you know, and that's what experience is. So you don't have to wait on it and say, oh, this guy, no, he's going to be or he's not. And that's, and that's one of the brilliances of a guy like Steve Eisman. He just has a plan. You know, he, he has a plan and, and don't worry, none of us get to know it until it's in effect and oh i see but he's transparent along the way so mm-hmm. just pay attention because it's there and it, to me it's exciting no i really? i absolutely agree and we have a ethan likes to uh drop the believe in steve here on this podcast uh quite Ooh, often uh but, believe in steve <laughs> right it's got a nice ring to it when you talk about culture and just all the the people that are involved in it. And I'm not, you know, asking this question to to have a Mike Babcock shit fest. Uh, But when all that stuff is coming about, about his coaching style, you came out and said that the wings won in spite of him in 2008 lost because of him in 2009. And a lot of the controversy surrounded his, you know, uh, abuse or whatever you want to call it of players. And I think the one of the, you know, most common retorts to, uh, his apologist was, well, you know, Scotty Bowman was the same way. He played head games. He was a psychologist, but you know, clearly you don't think they're comparable at all. What would you say to somebody who gave you that excuse for Babcock style behavior, whatever you want to call it? And then how does, how how does that kind of place Scotty Bowman in the upper echelon and, and just in terms of how he was able to not only be a great coach, be tough, but also be a great mentor and friend. The easiest way to say it is that, is that, you didn't 
always agree with Scotty Bowman. In fact, you hated Scotty Bowman, but you never lost respect for Scotty Bowman because you knew at the end of the day, it was about those championship rings. Because the more he had, the more people listened to him. And no matter what he did, and if it affected you personally or whatever, the betterment of the team, it was always just like I was talking about, about the crest. It was always about the championship and what was the best for the team. I can honestly say that I never, I didn't. And when I say this, I have this experience and I get along with Mike Babcock. And when mm-hmm. I say we won because of Manoy and despite of Manoy, and why don't I say that till this stuff comes out 10 years later, which the stuff that makes me upset, I wasn't there for. I retired in 09. This is 12, 13 with, with what Shelly said about uh, the abuse of Franz and or the mental. But Scotty would never, Scotty would never attack you personally. And Babcock... Babcock would. He, he, he was, he's one of those belittling guys. Now, I didn't ever have a problem with it because he pretty much, <clears throat> when I came back, you know, I was there for the, you know, for the dressing room, for the guys and the role to, you know, role to fill in, fit in and play. And, and it wasn't like that, but, you know, I say it's, uh, because of him is because of the, I disagree that the way that he played the guys you know I always I always say Mike Babcock's the greatest X's and O's video preparation coach stats I love stats you're all prepared like that and and you know what Scotty Bowman was absolutely your video might be two minutes you better know what you're doing uh everybody else but his impeccability of feel for the game and you know, knowing what to do and and when to switch lines or who to do whatever, you always trusted Scotty because you respect him. And then you couldn't, I couldn't say that about Babcock because, and I will honestly, I've said this, he's the most egotistical person that I've ever met. And I don't understand that because I, like I said, I played with so many Hall of Famers that when guys that sh- that are allowed to be that way don't act that way and then you act that way I don't have respect for that because of not how you treat me but how you treat other people I always call it the way I see it and you know what the, the, the but the stuff that happens after it, it could explain to me why I can make that statement All right. Well, that sounds like a, a pretty good place to stop it. That was probably one of the most interesting uh, parts of this interview, if you ask me. I think so, too. Uh, had a great time recording it. We continue on with our Mike Babcock conversation on tomorrow's episode, the finale of our three-parter. You're not going to want to miss him. Uh, but in that one, Ethan asked whether Darren thinks that Mike Babcock will ever work in the NHL as a head coach again. We talked about the role that Scotty Bowman played in his recovery. Then a little personal story from Ethan to close this one out. Yeah, just about the time that I met him uh, when I was a child. I don't want to give away anything. I think it's a great story. I think it's a great end of the podcast, too. Rate, review, subscribe, follow us at LO underscore Red Wings and leave us your feedback. Tell us what your favorite part of the episode was. We can't wait to do it all over again tomorrow.